Okay, I'm here with Lee Goldenberg, who is running for committee person in Ward 1, Division 10, which is uh, Pass Young Square in South Philadelphia. Lee, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Rainy uh, bike ride, but I got here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of a rainy day, yeah. but uh, but I guess, you know, it's, uh, it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I really appreciate you uh, you coming on. Thanks, um, thanks we've, for having uh, us. We've sort of known each other for a while. Yeah. Um, I've seen you been involved in a lot of uh, advocacy around um, around bicycles and also yeah. you've been quoted in every kind right. of uh, <laughs> every kind of news media yeah. at this point I guess yeah it's kind of like the side the side gig it's funny when I get emails or comments from people that know me from something completely differently they're like oh nice picture saw you with the tandem uh, it's yeah <laughs> right I feel like that picture there's a picture of you in the Philadelphia Inquirer, right? right? Um, you and your husband, yes, and your uh, child, yes, on a tandem bicycle, yes, yes. and I feel like that picture has become like just this like epic picture that everybody knows. At oh, this point. that yeah, it was. I knew it was epic when Stuart Leon came up to me and was like, "You're the tandem bike person." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I uh, chimed in to respond to a story about bike lash, and when I started explaining how we got around. Uh, myself and the reporter just started laughing. She's like, you know, I have to send a photographer out now for this. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, yeah. um, but noticeable. And that's, you know, how one of the things that keeps us safe on the road that we're riding this 14 foot long bicycle. Right. Yeah. No one's missing that. No. Guess, especially no. during the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how did you, how do you get involved in, um, in bicycling advocacy, advocacy in the first place? Well, I just started riding my bike when I moved to Philly. Uh, my husband and I, we weren't married at the time, but we've been uh, in our house in South Philly for over a decade now. And uh, he started riding his bike and realized that was the best way to get around the city. I was a very nervous biker and a very late biker, actually. I learned at a pretty old <laughs> old rate, uh, considering. And so I just started riding my bike and then just that's something that I do every day. So then uh, when uh, issues started coming up around her, there was an opportunity to sort of be active. Uh, that's something that I tend to do with things that I care about. And so mm -hmm. I sort of fell into it. Um, I didn't intend to become a bike advocate explicitly, but it is something that is part of my everyday life and part of my family's life and part of our safety and something that I recognize makes my experience of Philadelphia much better for the most part. And I want more people to be able to do that too. Cool. So it just intersects with a lot of things that I care about in terms of the environment and making cities great livable places yeah and I guess like once you get on a bicycle and you're riding every day it's hard to not want to advocate for something better right. considering what we have right right and I constantly think what surprises me is people really glorify this time of a child learning how to ride a bicycle and oh you know when my dad pushed me off off mm -hmm. my training wheels the first time and you have these lovely experiences of it as a kid and then once you start doing it every day somehow it becomes like this choice or you're making a statement by doing it. And I don't really know when that shifts happen, especially in a city 
that is as bikeable as ours due to its size and its topography, I just think more people should be doing it. Uh, when I lived in New York, there were no bike lanes, um, and I never rode there. It was just very overwhelming. And um, coming to Philadelphia, there it was so much more ahead. About mm-hmm. 10 years ago, the spruce and pine uh, bike lanes had just been painted, and it, field really, it felt really great. And then now I go back to New York, and I have such envy of um, concrete barriers and different timed lights and all these things. And I think, oh, okay, I'd love, I'd yeah. love if we could get there. And also just recognizing that more people would would do it if it was safer and more accepted, and it, and it didn't feel like yeah, this big statement that you're putting your life on the line just to get where you're going in an efficient manner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when I started doing it, it was out of out of necessity, not out of uh, trying to be some kind of rebel. You yeah, know? right. So, um, and I, I think that's exactly true for so many from. people, and mm-hmm. many people who are not vocally advocating that many people don't can't afford a car or SEPTA doesn't get them where they need to go, um, or that's just the quickest way to stay in shape on your commute. There's there's a lot of people who are doing it just because it's necessity or just a part of them and not because they're out here trying to change things. But yeah. I'm happy to, to use my voice and my uh, ability to give quotes yeah. <laughs> uh, for the cause. So Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so would you say that that like, sort of led you to want to represent your neighborhood on the committee level? Yeah. Um, Bike advocacy is one of the many things that I sort of advocate for in my life. Um, I'm involved with the friends group for our neighborhood elementary school, Kirkbride, which is at 7th and Dickinson. I got involved in that even before we were expecting a kid. Just knew that having a great neighborhood school was really important. Um, I'm on the board of the South Philly Food Co-op and so, so food access and creating a welcoming environment around food is really important to me. Then I also my job that actually pays me is in theater. Mm-hmm. I work for Theater Philadelphia and so advocating for the arts. So it's, I, I felt like a committee person was a natural step to bring all of that together in my neighborhood and make sure that my neighbors are represented up to higher levels of government and to just really put like a stamp and a package around all the different things that I'm doing. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, a lot of people we've talked to have said like, oh, there, there was a big wake up call for them after Donald Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you say that that was part of it as well? Yeah, I had thought about it a while ago, running for committee person, once I learned that that was a thing that you could do and existed, and recognizing that my committee people, I I would see them on election day, and that was it. And especially knowing how small the divisions are, I live a block and a half from these people. So why wasn't I seeing more of them? And so I started thinking about that, um, a little bit before the election and you know I've done my canvassing and my move on phone banking and that mm-hmm. sort of thing um, but then recognizing that there was this groundswell of interest to get more involved um, that I knew there would be a team of people and some infrastructure around supporting it it wasn't something I would have to figure out totally on my own so I think that was sort of the tipping point after the election uh, that there was just more people that we were all going to do this together yeah um, which I you know is is on on the one hand it's it was it was uh, really troublesome for a lot of people. Um, like uh, Brenda's not here, but you know the, it, it directly affects her because of her status in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who, who is the president yeah. of the United States, right? Um, and uh, but at the same time, you know, really energized a lot of people as right. well, which is um, you know it's 
which in the long term may end up making a much bigger difference. Yes, yes. I the thing that I remind myself is that we often have a pendulum in mm-hmm. terms of politics and that if George Bush had not been the president, we would not have had Obama. And then I'm hopeful of what will happen now that it, we've swung so far in this other direction. Um, and I, I remember on election night feeling everyone's emotions, right? And how many people were really upset. And I was thinking, where were you? Um, yep. And that I have been spending time in a lot of these different areas, not to toot my own horn or anything or make more of what I'm doing, but I have been trying to spend my volunteer and work time in things that um, make a difference in what I care about. And I think we should be doing that all the time, not just when we go to the the polling place. And that's another thing that I'm hoping I can change if I get into this committee person role or might even do if I don't get elected, um, is just make sure that my neighbors are educated about what's happening and how they can have a voice and how they can get involved in things they care about. So it's not just, oh my gosh, once every four years, we, we better pay attention. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's something we've been talking to a lot of people about. Like people have sort of laid out committee, their their role as a committee person as I can be really involved or or you can be not you know involved one day a year. Right. Right. So how do you see yourself um, representing your neighborhood on such a small level like that? Yeah, so I think it'll be about getting out the vote and making sure that we're educated about what is on the ballot. Um, That's a primary thing. Even as a person who is an engaged voter and involved in my community, there are certain times elections come up that I have no idea how to even find the information, you know, especially when with judges and things like that or Mm -hmm. smaller um, or local elections, uh, recognizing like I had been voting for Bill Keller four years and I never knew anything about him. He was my state rep and now the state rep candidates are people that I'm much more aware of what's happening. Um, And so I want that to be passed along. So whatever that might look like. Um, I also think the endorsement process is something I'm very interested in and recognizing that where the power sits is with uh, ward leaders and, and those party officials and how can we make sure that it's going the other way so that we hear what our neighbors care about it filters through the committee people up to the ward and then we're endorsing candidates that are actually representative of what we want um and i also think when i reach out to my elected officials and i say hi i'm a committee person and here are the things that i care about um maybe they'll listen a little more because i am a representative of the party and it's not just concerned citizen that there's a little bit of a seal of approval. Yeah, I mean, I think that that really does go a long way. Um, you know, just having that, if if nothing else, and it sounds like you have a lot of things that you're already interested in doing, <laughs> yeah. uh, but just having uh, that title does right. go a very long yeah, way. Yeah, when I was out canvassing, I met a gentleman who had been a committee person in the second ward years ago and he said oh I would get people to come out and fix a street light the next day. He's like, it might not be the same now, but if it if that's something that I can do in those small areas, I'm already a chronic 311 caller. Mm-hmm. And if um, that means I also send something to council people or other um, folks in, in the city or the state and say, here's something that is happening in our neighborhood. If it, if it does move things a little faster, then I'm happy to use that position. Right. And I right. think that's what it, one thing that it should be for. So Yeah. And you know, I, I, I sort of like wince at even thinking about this, but I know I publicly complain to the streets department and yes. to uh, the parks and rec, and um, mm-hmm. and part of because of where I work and, mm-hmm. and 
what my role here is yeah. and that it's a public role, things I think do happen mm-hmm. kind of quickly yes. sometimes. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I wrote a story for Spoke Magazine a while back about um, just the state of sidewalks and how to get things I remember the like, story, yeah. picked up. And yeah. it ended up being this case study of this crazy pile of trash on my street in advance of my kid's uh, birthday. We throw a block party every year. And it ended up that I was on an email with Mark Squill and like six other people. Mm-hmm. He just kept adding, escalating, like within the streets department and L&I and all these different people until the trash got picked up. And if I had not been able to dedicate my time to doing that or had figured out how to navigate the system, that's not something that every neighbor can do. And so I hope um, that my neighbors will then know that I'm someone that can help them and they can come to me to, to get those things done. Especially recognizing that there are often language barriers or people are working certain hours or type mm-hmm. of job where they can't be on Twitter all the time. Right. They can't send right. these emails or maybe they're scared to say something to an elected official because of the documentation status of a family member or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so that's something I hope I can like be a buffer and a conduit for. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is, especially where you are in South Philadelphia, that's like a really important issue, just because there are a lot of immigrants, and mm-hmm. especially new immigrants in South Philadelphia. Yes. And not every, yeah, like you said, not everyone is jumping on an email to email Mark Squilla about right. this one big problem that right. they know about on their block. Yes, exactly. And yeah, if that's something I can use my name for, then great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Super cool. So, um, so Lee, if if, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, um, either uh, about uh, your candidacy or mm-hmm. just have questions, uh, how can they do so? Yeah, so my email address is my name, Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Goldenberg, like the peanut shoes, uh, at gmail.com. And uh, I'm on Twitter. My handle is Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Alice, which is my middle name, A-L-I-C-E, and that's public. Um, other stuff I try and keep a little closer sure. so I can, yeah. you know, post pictures of my kid and not have everyone right. see them on Instagram. But um yeah, that's the best way to do it. All right, cool. Well, yeah. Leah, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks. And, uh, and good luck with your candidacy. Thanks. Thanks so much for talking to so many other committee people, um, candidates. It'll be interesting to see what happens in a couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. All right.